The RAISE Act, R-A-I-S-E, the RAISE Act will reduce poverty, increase wages, and save taxpayers billions and billions of dollars. It will do this by changing the way the United States issues green cards to nationals from other countries. Green cards provide permanent residency, work authorization, and fast track to citizenship. For decades, the United States was operated and has operated a very low-skilled immigration system, issuing record numbers of green cards to low-wage immigrants. This policy has placed substantial pressure on American workers, taxpayers, and community resources. Among those hit the hardest in recent years have been immigrants and, very importantly, minority workers competing for jobs against brand-new arrivals. And it has not been fair to our people, to our citizens, to our workers. You're listening to The Devil's Advocate, where we talk about news and current events. I'm your host, Brandon Condit. And I'm also your host, Mitchell Hernandez. Our goal at The Devil's Advocate is to provoke thought by introducing viewpoints and information that isn't readily available in the mainstream media. It's in truth a conversation where an independent liberal, like myself, and an independent conservative, like myself, can share different viewpoints without the typical disdain for one another we see all too often in politics. So with that, let's get started. Jim, do you really at CNN not know the difference between green card policy and illegal immigration? Sir, are you, I mean, are you really don't know that. He came to this country in 1962, uh, right before the Cuban Missile Crisis, and obtained a green card. <laughs> yes, people who immigrate okay, to this so, country so Jim, can eventually. People who so Jim, immigrate to this country question, through, Jim, not through Ellis Jim, Island, as a factual, Jim, as a factual question, ways do a, obtain a green card at some point. They do it through a lot of hard work. And yes, they may learn English as a second language later on in life. So, but, but this Jim, whole this whole notion of well, they could learn, you know, they have to learn English before they get to the United States. Are we just going to bring in people from Great Britain and Australia? Jim, it's actually, I have to honestly say, I am shocked at your statement that you think that only people from Great Britain and Australia would know English. It's actually it reveals your cosmopolitan. Uh, bias to a shocking degree that in your mind, no, this is an amazing, this is an amazing moment. This is an amazing moment that you think only people from Great Britain or Australia would speak English is so insulting to millions of hardworking immigrants who do speak English from all over the world. Jim, have you honestly, Jim, have you honestly never met a, an immigrant from another country? who speaks English outside of Great Britain and Australia? Is that your personal experience? Of course there are people who come But that's not what you said. And it shows, it shows your cosmopolitan bias. And I just want to it say... It sounds like you're trying to engineer the racial say, and ethnic flow of people into this country. Yeah, this that is one of the most outrageous, insulting, ignorant, and foolish things you've ever said. And for you, that's still a really... The, the notion that you think that this is a racist bill is so wrong and so insulting. Jim. All right, we are back for episode 23 
of this beautiful show. Yep, it is uh, Saturday, August fifth, right now. Um, so this uh, Noonish. yeah, this episode will be releasing here in a couple days on iTunes. Um, well, I guess I don't need to say that to you because by the time you're listening to this, it has released on iTunes and Google Play. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so congrats to you. You got it before I said it. Um, <laughs> but not really though. So anyway, um, we're back. We got um. We thought earlier in the week that it wasn't necessarily going to turn out to be such an eventful week, no. but um, but we did actually manage to get a few decent stories towards the middle to end of the week. So the the plan for today is, uh, first off, we're going to go ahead and start off with the Rays Act, which I think right. is probably the the biggest um, the biggest real world policy wise the most yeah story. affects the most people um, yeah so we'll start off with that in segment two we'll go into Bob Mueller impaneling a grand jury and the Russian investigation and then we've got a few more goodies in the rest of the week so let's go ahead and get started with the Rays Act I know you've got you want to tell us a little bit about it a little yeah. bit about it so basically the Rays Act was introduced uh and we're going to kind of break this down we've got an article from the bbc which does a pretty good job of what detailing what's inside of this bill and then we'll kind of break down the arguments and give our own thoughts to it mm -hmm. so let's get started here so as the bbc states the changes in the raise act uh Amer the initial stand for the reforming american immigration for strong employment would attempt to reduce the number of legal immigrants by 50% over the next 10 years. The proposals are a long way off from being made law. They are likely to face resistance in Congress from Democrats, resistance, and some Republicans. Lindsey Graham. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know exactly who is against it. But here is what's being proposed. Number of green cards is being cut. So this is the nickname commonly given to permanent residence cards. This allows people over the age of 18 to live and work in the U.S. and are currently Don't given to more than a million. you have a green card laying around here somewhere? I do have a green card. And where is that green card? Oh, let's get, let's get Mitch on the record here. Right. This is my green card. Uh, as you can see, it's obviously green. <laughs> and I got all of my credentials here that you would need. It says Mexican slash American green card, which is me. Fuck you, gringo. <laughs> <laughs> this so is the greatest card ever. And I breeze it up constantly. No, I do not have an actual green card. So people that are looking at my immigration status. Send it back. I'm a, I'm a legal Missourian, but that's what I, he says. But has he produced his birth certificate? <laughs> Not that I've seen. I'm, I possibly am from Kenya. I don't know. <laughs> so under the proposals, this number would be cut. Green cards would be given to just five hundred, uh, yeah, five hundred thousand people a year. Obviously, fifty percent being cut from a million that is given now, based off a lottery system. So employment-based green cards would become points-based. Uh, 140,000 employee-based green cards are issued a year. At the moment, people from outside the U.S. can apply in three categories, with the top priority given to foreign nationals who have extraordinary ability in fields including sciences and athletics, uh, or who are multinational managers or outstanding researchers, people in academia and things that get paid to do uh, quite a bit of research. Right. This will change to a point-based system that considers factors including education levels, age, and future salary, similar to the systems used in Canada and Australia. For all the people shouting racist over the past three days that this has been going on, no. Right. But we'll get into that in just a moment. And you can actually hear all about the Australian um, 
immigration policy in Donald Trump's latest phone call. Um, <laughs> now, we'll get into that later. This is so unpleasant. This is the most unpleasant it's ever been. So, Mr. Trump said, Mr. Trump, that's your president, <laughs> President Trump said the system would prioritize... Not my president. <laughs> Hashtag resist. Uh, let's see. Would prioritize English speakers and those who can support themselves and their families financially and demonstrate skills that contribute to the U.S. economy. Applicants would have to get 30 points as judged by their first point highest education qualification so 13 points for a u.s doctorate one point for a u.s or foreign high school diploma age people over 50 would get no points uh the younger people would be judged on a sliding scale from two to ten ability at english as judged by a test so like an english test uh future salary 13 points for a job that pays 300 percent the median for their destination state I've, I've seen some pushback against this uh, as I like to point out, this is the same thing that happens with apartments. Mm -hmm. They say that, hey, you need to make three times the rent in order to live the apartment so that we know that you have the means to, A, support yourself while also paying us the rent to live here. It makes sense that if you're going to be coming into the country, you should be able to afford the area that you live in. So I, I understand why they're doing that. Uh, I've seen a little bit of pushback against it. Investments. Tw 12 points for a $1.8 million investment in U.S. businesses feel like those points should be a little higher because we want that right. <laughs> but okay 12 points that's fine and achievements 15 points for an olympic medal and 25 points for a nobel prize so basically you're you're in. here's here's like, yeah but here's what's awesome about that you're in but you're still not <laughs> like and you have a nobel you gotta prize. get a little bit more you yeah. gotta get a little bit more you, you five better, more points you better pass the english test right well if you've passed high school which you probably have if you have a nobel prize you're at 26 points so, and then if you've got a doctorate degree, then you've made it. You're right. in. So, basically, you're in at that point. No welfare for new immigrants. New holders of green cards would not be eligible for any means-tested federal benefits for five years after arriving. Restrictions on immigrants getting in through family connections, which is kind of the system that we currently have mm -hmm. in place. It, it, it's a lottery system, but it prioritizes people who have family members in here already. So, again, like, it's going to state... At present, people who have an extended family member living legally in the U.S. are prioritized for green cards. If this set of proposals went through, the preference, that preference would be removed. The adult children of immigrants would not be prioritized uh, anymore as well. Preference would instead be given to spouses and children under the age of 18. One new measure would be created if the U.S. resident had a sick parent that parent could be allowed to enter the U.S. on a renewable five-year visa as long as the resident promised to be financially responsible for them. Because, as stated again, now, you legally are in here, but you have a low-income job. You're not making a lot of money. You might be on the welfare system already. You got a sick parent. You bring them in so that they can get American health care, right. things like that. And while morally I agree with that, it does create some friction into the healthcare system and things like that. Mm -hmm. So this is saying, yes, you can bring your sick parent in, but you're responsible for paying their health care. Right. And so that that's a big deal. Um, Here's the issue, though, that I have when we start getting into um, into that argument, because that, that stipulation, it not maybe not that one specifically, but when it starts to come into one of our – one of our requirements is going to be that you need to be able to pay for your own health care. Mm -hmm. I understand it in theory, but Americans can't do that. So, yeah. it you know, like there's a fundamental question there. Actual Americans are having a hard enough time paying theirs. Again, right. this is supposed to be 
high income immigration so they probably right. wouldn't have an issue doing it and again with well right when you change being, the rules of immigration to we exactly. only want rich people then it right. makes it easier to hit your criteria well, i don't think that it's stated you only want rich it's we want financially responsible and there's a bit of a difference there so just, if you're just super rich you don't just get to come in right if you make an investment you get a good you get a good <laughs> points value to it right but it's not just hey you're rich so you're in you still got to do the point system and again with 500,000 people being it being allowed to come in, you know, there might only be a hundred thousand that really meet all those requirements. And then we move on to the rest it's of funny the people. Because when I hear terms like point system, to me You think Canada? Huh? No, no, no. <laughs> what I think is that like it's awesome how how advanced humanity is and how simple we are at the same time. Like yeah. it's almost like color coding a uh, <laughs> a terror alert. Like code orange, code orange. Code red. It's just it to me it's it's not that I'm necessarily agreeing or disagreeing with it at all. I'm mm-hmm. just commenting on the terminology, right. the point system. Like, we're really smart people. We're talking about, like, we need to reform a, a system of regulations. And we're like, well, let's just, uh, let's just slap the color red and orange on it, and we'll be, we'll, <laughs> we'll be good. We'll be fine. All right. The so dumb you... people will understand the color system. Right. I don't understand your phone, bro. No, my phone is a mystery. I like phone to keep it that way. is a damn enigma. So there moving on to to qualify for the lottery. Oh, no, here we go. Diversity visa program to be cut. So millions of people a year apply for this green card lottery, and uh, 50,000 are successful. The diversity immigration visa program was started more than two decades ago <laughs> by order of Congress. It is a way to get, the U, uh, get into the U.S. without having family links or employment prospects required for the other methods. To qualify for the lottery, one must be from a country that has a low number of admissions over the past five years. And have finished high school and have a and have a job, so under these proposals, the program would be completely scrapped. So we're go, we're done with that, if this passes. Uh, refugee numbers to be cut. So former President Barack Obama, they call him President, <laughs> pledged before leaving office that he would admit 110,000 refugees a year. The proposal would cut that to 50,000. Mm-hmm. So a little more than half of that would be cut. What's not affected? The draft law does not touch seasonal visas for guest workers. That's important because that has to do a lot with agriculture and things, you know, like it's, it's avocado season. Right. Let's bring in seasonal workers to, to pick them and, and harvest them and do things like that, which is typically a low income type of, of job that we see. Right. So that's actually what's in the bill. Now, I've had a few problems because I've been seeing online that there's a bunch of people that are just hating it and saying that it's. Yeah. And I don't know that those people have actually gone through the whole thing. I understand. <sighs> First of all, I think that liberals right now are in because they're in this like Donald Trump craze, right? Like right. everything that Republicans do is evil and horrible. Um, they hear fifty percent of immigration what, cut, but, so it's bad, right? And what's interesting though is at least liberals like myself have acknowledged for a long time that immigration needs to be reformed, and, and I think it, now. Really- it really comes down to the job market. Right. And the fact is that – and the way that, that this argument was, just, was described to me, because originally I didn't, I didn't like the fact that they're saying, oh, we're going to raise wages. This is going to help raise wages, and I didn't believe it. But I sort of understand the theory behind it, and the economic theory behind it is much like with anything. If you oversaturate supply, you're not, the cost is going to have to go down. Right. So with low-income or low-skilled labor, we have – Americans have tons of low-skilled labor. We don't have a lot of high-skilled people that right. are, are graduating – we right. have a good graduation rate, walk, but they don't have walk the high Walk into Monsanto jobs. and yeah. count the white people. <laughs> <laughs> the white, the white right. low, like, I, I mean, 
the white American really like yeah. I've been to Monsanto and Monsanto is a lot of high skilled Indians and with biochemical engineering and it's because and all Americans stuff. don't go into bio. No, it, they don't. You know, so and we go into business and, and I'm right. guilty of that too. But the idea behind it is that we already have an oversaturated, low skilled American workforce. Mm-hmm. And so with this, this, the system we have now is just a lottery system where it doesn't prioritize high skilled workers. So now it just influxes more foreign low skilled workers right. so you add more into the job market that we don't need and doing that the corporations get to say well you don't have the skills we need to pay you a higher wage so we're going to hire this guy over here and or, it keeps the wages low or simply enough they can't because let's, let's not pretend to the american wages have not risen in the past like what is it 10 years or so it's basically been stagnant right well i guess with legal immigration the whole like we don't have to pay you as much doesn't really come into play as yeah. much well they're willing they, to take a, a lower thing cuz they just came to the country they don't have the skills right. they don't speak the language and so they're willing to work for less right and then and now you're hurting we are, the American we, worker right. who wants fifteen dollars an hour right, to do what I get, they want to do. I get all of that. Um, and I don't. I have trouble when I'm when I went through it. I mean, we went through it together. And initially, when I heard the the story break earlier in the week, I I thought that I would be more opposed. I thought we would be more against battling each other in this in this segment and to be honest with you a a lot of the reason that i'm being more quiet on this topic anyway (laughs) is because this has never ever really been my issue right i think it is an important issue it has never been the one that i am willing republican like like, republicans get upset not really with legal immigration but with illegal immigration which again hasn't really been an issue since the recession it was before and then the economy collapsed and then they didn't start coming as much now He's pretty much taking care of illegal immigration. That's like down 75%. Right. So that, even though I didn't even think that was an issue to begin with, that's solved if you think it was. You don't need a wall or anything else. And who solved that? <laughs> Jeff Sessions. Jeff Sessions. But then with this, I think that's really important because we do have a massive deficit in our high-skilled area. Like mm-hmm. we, don't, we need people who are going to go into STEM classes, and we keep trying to push them into doing it. But you got people like Bernie Sanders and other people that say, no, college is free for everyone. You get to do whatever you want. Right. No, you should have no, to. No, you, you can't. I think it, the government should have to, to make Saturation works or works the same way no matter what yeah. topic you're talking about. So if you're talking about immigration and. You give everyone a free pass, you're going to get a lot of 18-year-old music majors. And it's not going to help <laughs> right. us out. <laughs> like, right. There is a literal job market. Mm-hmm. And the, the problem is, is that even if we reform it, let's say that we go ahead and we, we move forward and we say, Okay, if you want to go into a STEM class, be a mathematician, be a bioengineer, go into physics, all these these areas that we need, we'll pay for your college, all of that. Now, you've still got to wait a certain amount of years before that becomes tangible. With this, it comes right in and says, if you already have these degrees, if you can help out our economy and fill these positions, which we need to fill to be competitive, come in right now. Right. Get right off the bat and come in. Now, does this, in your opinion, does this stay this way? Or is this a... We're going to do this for X amount of time until we see this benefit. That's how I would do it. Like I said, timing over principles always. And I think that the timing, we need to fill this job market. So I think that once we fill it a little bit and pad it up, it it doesn't need to. The one thing I would say, though, is it is going to be harder for, and I I understand the entire, the the issue here where we're talking about Americans aren't taking these high-skilled jobs. They're not qualified for them. Right. But 
as far as if you look at it as a political issue, right? And mm-hmm. you look at how people are going to spin it because you have to well, look I've at already how, seen how they spun it. It's horrible have, and it's racist. But for the next for the next election cycle, right? It's mm-hmm. going to be harder for Republicans to make the argument that the the job market needs to be be better off. Like we we don't well, have they fix the problem, and a, then there is no an problem. Avail- so, an yeah. availability of jobs. Right, I get that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. If they don't fix it, and that and that <laughs> becomes the argument that you know we, the job market is still less than to be desired or mm-hmm. whatever, Democrats are going to say, well, we gotta... "Well, you brought in a bunch of foreign workers, right. and they took these jobs." And while I understand the reasoning behind it, and I don't disagree with the reasoning behind it, you have to know that that's the battle that's coming. I don't coming. think that, and this is me projecting. I don't think Democrats are going to have a problem with it th- if this comes into effect and we we get rolling off the bat and get it going. I think in three years' time, Democrats aren't going to have a problem when they start seeing people of color, which they love, well, in it, these higher-paying positions, in these CEO positions. Well, and in it these becomes an areas. issue then too that they can kind of they can kind of cross off the list as like right. a solved thing, right? Like not well, a solved thing, but no, it becomes something that we don't have to battle elections yeah. on. And we keep seeing the thing I keep seeing is that it's un-American to uh, you know to lower the immigration rate. Everyone should be able to come in and be immigrants. That's just historically inaccurate. It has ebbed and flowed throughout all of American history. There's been years where we we had it at fifty thousand or about five hundred thousand. There's been times we had it at seven hundred fifty thousand. It's around a million now, but it hasn't always been. And this is kind of the higher area. And our economy, while it's in recovering mm-hmm. by point one percent, like we're not good right now. We're not great. And like I said, we need to fill these positions. And to just say, well, we need to let everyone in. And we need to let refugees in. The problem with letting in refugees, while it may, I understand the humanitarian aspect of it, you got to look at it, you know, practically. And the practical thing is that these people were torn away from their families. They were torn away from their jobs. They were torn away from their assets. They have no money. They don't speak the language. They don't know the culture. And you just bring them in. And then basically they don't know what they're doing. They're going to have to take a couple years to learn English at, at minimum. They're going to have to try to get – I have don't to get on buy it. into this argument as much, and here's why. Um, and, you know, I'm I'm going to piss off your side right now. But um, – and that, and I'm already fine. pissed off. But I th- – here's why I don't like that argument. It's not necessarily from you because mm-hmm. you and I, I think, both fall very – as close to the middle as we personally can get from our respective sides, um, and and so I don't I wouldn't classify you in this, but I don't like that. To me, that's a bullshit, compassionate argument. They're like, oh well, we went in and destabilized the region. They <laughs> all of their all of their shit got blown up, and they have no houses. And we're trying to keep them in their country because right. that's what's best for them. It yeah, is. I no, I don't disagree that it is what's yeah. best for them. I don't think that the people that are selling that off more often than not believe that. I think that the people that are selling yeah, that, well, that's the, a, the, the, that's the a hypothetical. conservative, we don't know. the conservative talk radio, Sean Hannity's would probably rather have well, less pro- brown yeah. poor people in the country <laughs> than they than they actually give right. a shit what there their neighborhood pe- looks yeah, like. There are those people that so just they I, are just going to look at it racistly and be like, "Well, I don't like these guys." But, but that's the, not but the that's majority. The, but that's a default argument, right? Like you yeah. go to, "Well, if I just make myself compassionate, I don't look like what I truly am." But and I'm me, not saying that all Republicans are racist because yeah. I know that that, that like I know that accusation is about to be made and I don't believe that. But I as I've said, uh, like 
on every episode, I common the the most media that I take in is conservative talk radio, and those guys are full of shit when they use that <laughs> compassionate. All the, of these people who are on Alex they, Jones doesn't oh he doesn't care. count. I, I don't listen to Alex Jones right. just because I'm not insane. I'm just a monkey in the tree, <laughs> right? <laughs> but like those guys, um, they they use this really crazy crazy hard right rhetoric when they're talking about it right. and they talk about and like it so in one breath they're they're you know these guys are these guys are a, de- a detriment to society right? right but in the next breath they're like but i really care about them and i'd really <laughs> like to to here's, make sure they're I have with, tucked in at home in syria yeah. at night here's you a problem care. i have with that Looking at the facts, and the facts, like I said, are that these people don't know the language, on, most on average. They don't have any assets. They don't have any any money or anything. I don't disagree. Just to say that, well, people could people could say that and actually be racist. So let's just ignore those facts and no, say, no, well, no. let's just let them in. No, so that I said racist. I started by saying, like, I don't disagree with the practicality right. of the argument. The practicality of the argument is spot on. I completely agree racist. with you. And <laughs> that is kind of my opinion. That's right. why when when Syria started six years and ago, And leaving five was the biggest ago, destabilizing like, thing that we did. Like, going right. in there was bad, my, but then leaving by Obama and just saying, well, you're on your own. Absolutely agree with you. Was the most destabilizing we And I was done. the first person to look at you six years ago and say, so what about these people? Like, we're just <laughs> leaving them high and dry? Yeah. Um, so I don't disagree with the practicality of the argument. Cool. I, th- well, I think that the argument is fair. I just think that the majority of times, at least that I hear it in the media, mm-hmm. it is from somebody who is lying right. and using the default. Is They're using the default argument. So why argument. do you think so, that the argument isn't – the arguments that – to me, the basis of this bill or this act and what it wants to get done – is higher wages for low in for low skilled Americans and filling the high skilled job market. I don't have a problem with it. I don't think anyone would, but why yeah. do you think that's not the narrative? Why do you think it's just this is a racist bill because fifty percent are are being cut? Well I think the honest answer is that you have you have uh, mostly liberal media, at least on TV, and I think people have more access, except for people, people like me. And, and I'm not saying that I'm anything special. There are people that seek out talk radio yeah the one that's most available to me and less annoying than npr is is fox which is played locally on our on our radio and that's the conservative and like i don't know i'm sure that the the mashup as far as who's on the station varies from city to city to city i just can't stand fox even being a conservative there are some there are some people i really like i like i said it a hundred times brian kilmeade has a great show it's a really really good show are they Um, talking about this though is or are they just focusing on the 50 percent cut because oh no! That's absolutely what I see not. Everyone well, focusing Fox on it. Fox wouldn't. Fox would say this is the greatest thing that's ever happened that what in they're the saying? world. Yeah, and they go Cause, oh, just because they're Republican doesn't mean they like Trump. No, that, <laughs> no, absolutely not. But that is what they're saying, and they go over the top with it. Look, the the fact of the matter is, Republicans want successes, right? Like that's why yeah. that's why even the reluctant Republicans kind of held their nose and stood behind Donald Trump is because not many like, of them we, did towards the end. Yeah, not towards the end, but yeah, yeah what happened in the middle <laughs> like, kind of <laughs> took a toll. Um what but you know, Republicans still want their agenda passed and Donald Trump is their means of getting that done. Right. So I think So when, don't listen to Rance Priebus and don't do health care no, get all this stuff done. Right. But what you I know? think when it comes to like conservative radio, at least in Fox from Fox's perspective, um, is 
when Donald Trump does something that furthers the Republicans' agenda, they can they tend to over prop that up. Like right. the, it's going to fix it everything. Is the and greatest thing that's ever happened, and it's yeah. just that's. I mean, it's not bad. I don't think it's bad. I think that a lot of people in that I see anyway in the comment sections are haven't read it. Yeah, I hadn't read it until you know the last twenty four hours and. I understand the moral issues with it. I understand, like, I understand why people are upset about the way it's changing. But I think if you look at it practically, it makes sense for a short term thing. I don't think it should stay. I don't think yeah. we should. Well, nothing should stay permanent. Right. Like I, said, I think we timing. should. I think after, you know, you gain whatever you're trying to gain out of it, then you you start letting more refugees in and you start doing all these other things. And again, um, to in a reasonable way, yeah. right? Um, but so, I don't. So you know, let's but talk about Jim Acosta and what happened with. Thank that. you. Because <laughs> I think that we agree on most of, of these points, and I think that we're we're in agreement that the the good aspects of this bill are being underserved. Like, well, and I think underserved in the in the media. I think, in a sense, the good aspects outmeasure the the not so great ones. Right. Um, I think the not so great ones in this in this instance are the feel-good ones yeah um and typically you and i don't we don't always see eye to eye when it comes to uh when it comes to touchy-feely stuff wearing your heart on your sleeve stuff like you you take a much more blunt practical stance than i do sometimes and on the the flip side i do the same thing on other on other conservative arguments for those is that it's not the government's job to be compassionate. The government's job is to right. run the country. It's people in that society. Mm-hmm. It's their job to yeah. be. And and to, I, th- to I be agree good. with you. And I think, I think for that reason that it, this isn't the most horrible thing ever. No. Um, so Jim Acosta came so. out, <laughs> and I'll be completely honest. I watched the exchange between him and what was the guy Steve something? Steve Miller or something? Steve Miller. Yeah. No, wait. Steve Miller ban y'all. That, that can't be right. It might be right. I, I feel know. like that's not right. It's Miller. I know it, that. It is Miller. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's Steve. Angus Young. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, Gene Simmons. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> so Jim, Jim Acosta got into a fight with Alice Cooper. And, um, <laughs> so what do you think? It was think? stupid. I, you and I, I think, are going to not agree on this. Well, yeah, I think that everything I saw was basically even the left shitting on Jim Acosta and being like, you're fucking dumb. And, and for this, I agree in a little bit, because basically what he did is he showed up to this, and instead of it really asking a question, he really imposed his agenda and the right. left's agenda and all that. He and brought up the Statue of Liberty and what's on there and saying, give us your wretched, give us your poor, give us your drown- downtrodden, right. and all that, and said, isn't that our policy? And then Miller had to be like, no, that's a poet <laughs> who has this thing on there. <laughs> that's not necessary. It's never historically been ours. I don't ours. remember who it was. Somebody on Fox had a really awesome analogy that I think I said to you a few nights ago on the phone that was like, all right, so if our law is now determined by what's on our monuments, then in God we trust is on our money. So right. what do so you think about that, it. liberals? Right. Well, <laughs> I know what they think. They want it off. Right. <laughs> so, but basically, so they were all saying, I saw this on all sorts of conservative media. Oh, my God, Miller just shut him down. It was incredible. For the whole time I was watching it, I thought Miller was being a little bitch. Yeah. Like, the, Jim Acosta was doing his dumb Jim Acosta I thought thing. Jim Acosta, he just kept I trying thought, to talk. I thought Acosta was being a bitch, too, But though. I thought Miller would, because he wouldn't let him make his point. And, and I get it. It's not the place for him to be making a point. But even still, the whole time, it was just like, Jim, 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 
Jim, and like wouldn't let him talk. I am appalled that you. Yeah, and then he went. Oh my god, I was laughing hysterically at him at that point because that was stupid. That like, was, he was stupid. Like, so that... I guess we're only accepting people from Britain and in Australia. And he was like, "How dare you <laughs> think that only people from Britain and Australia speak English? You Nazi!" <laughs> right. I was like, "You, re- that's ridiculous." Yeah, it like, was. And he just kept hammering at home, like, "That's a bad point." And then, yeah. But that's the one that everyone picked up and was like, "Oh, look at him! He's laying the smack down." I was like, "No, he's pretending to be overly he wasn't. offended." I just and think. I think that when the media does that, when the media over, I think Jim Acosta set that situation up to be to get where it got. Right. Like, just stop letting Jim Acosta in. He's not helping. Yeah, I don't like it. Sucks because I'm. I will never ever be a um, restrict the press. Restrict or the press, and I'm sure you and I know that we're going to get into that later. Yeah, well, there's someone um, else you can put it in there. It doesn't have to be. Jim no, Acosta. I agree with at you. This though point, he's just causing a he's ruckus. He's a shit disturber yeah. at this point. It would be like if CNN was like, "See that? I'm hey. old and conservative. I just use the word ruckus." So. <laughs> right. <laughs> old crusty Am I 30 bastard. yet? Uh. Um, but yeah, I mean, it would be it would be sending Michael Moore in there to right. ask a question. Well, let me tell. <laughs> Don't do that. You know what you're going to get. Right. So, I but no, I I I agree with you that Miller was was thirty minutes definitely yeah. a a dingus on that one. Fucking dingus. Um. Yeah, I mean that's basically this whole story. In I, thought show, Acosta, I thought Acosta. I thought Acosta was too. That though. ended I, up being the story more so than the actual act itself. Yeah, it did. Is this because because CNN spent the next twenty four hours going, look at what we did. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, buddy. Oh, shut up! It's just yeah. so annoying. And I've gotten to the point now too. Whenever I do watch CNN, I see these. They get these like Republicans air quotes republicans on that just hate donald trump and like <laughs> just like shit all over everything right and like there's what's that there's that one little lady i can't remember what her name the is the little hispanic lady yeah, yeah. god there's I can't her and woman. then there's another there's another one a younger um she was all for jeb bush what'd you do there we go so what after a little dick? bit of uh Facebook Live camera falling on the on the keyboard and <laughs> turning everything oh, off. Oh yeah, I guess that's what it did. No yeah. idea what the hell was last said while while it was being recorded, but right. that's all right. We'll do it. We'll, we'll do it live. We'll, we'll do, do it, it live. Uh, <laughs> fuck, we're live. Anyway, I yeah, we're basically done. I think we are. Yeah. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good way to start that back up. All right, um, we're back and we're done. Right. So so yeah, I'm that, in favor of this act. I hope it passes. We'll see what iterations of it and what actually what things yeah. Happen. Before we wrap up, let's let's go there. Do you think that it will pass? Because that was that was I think that's the last I point on this. I don't know. And the, the and I can't imagine why any Republicans wouldn't be for it. I know that Democrats are gonna be against it because hashtag resist and <laughs> right. that's about it. Yeah. So I know that they're not gonna get any support from them. No. Because they've already declared it's racist, so if I, they support it, they're I have racist. a feeling though that you're gonna lose the same people that um like little boys. I didn't say that. Who said that? <laughs> who said that? So you can live tweet us now if you're if, if you are listening in uh, on the the Tuesday version. Start tuning in on Saturdays around right. noon, and you can live tweet us, and we'll we'll talk to you. Um, <laughs> so anyway, but I I don't know yeah. as far as as far as there be opposition because there's just there opposition. is, and I think that it wasn't it said that John McCain oh, is John McCain. already on this. Yeah, um, I'm sure he is. He if anyone hasn't figured it out by now, John McCain is just in fuck Trump mode. Like yeah, he's he making is. that his legacy towards the end of his career. I don't think it'll be his legacy. I think his legacy will be. I really do think that 
15, 20 years from now, people will look back at John McCain and say, this is what he did before he ran for president against Barack Obama. And I think I that will be his legacy. But still, and where he ended was just opposition. It was party. bitter. He was bitter for yeah. the last... 10 yes, years, 12 that, years, the, however the long he... Tea Party dossier when he was pushing that and then hiding from reporters and walking into doors that don't exist to get away from it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, no, this guy I don't know. Just... I, I think it'll be interesting to see if it passes, though. I wouldn't put... like I wouldn't be surprised if it passed, but at the same time, I also wouldn't be... I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't pass because yeah. I just think that, like... I think now Congress is trying to teach Donald Trump that yeah. and I wouldn't focus need, on it right now. You need friends in Congress, yeah, I would, and I they, would can, pass, they can mess everything up yeah, for him. Republicans are consolidated on tax reform. Do that first. Yeah, get a win. Infrastructure, infrastructure. They're still going to fight again. Yeah, Bernie but, Sanders, the guy who brought up infrastructure, the one billion dollar infrastructure uh, bill, or the one whatever it was. I think it was a billion. Uh, infrastructure bill for he's against it he's against this proposal and i think it's because it doesn't actually spend a billion it spends 200 million and then has other people invest in and stimulate the economy yeah. he wants a billion i just think i don't know I, I i think that both of those should be easy i think you should get bipartisan support this is congress on, this is, i know they're just as dumb as they were before if not worse so i know it, I, I have it's no faith it's really it's really pathetic yeah on that depressing note, let's go ahead and wrap this segment up, and then uh, we'll come and, back with uh, we'll grand come jury. Back with uh, the grandest jury of them all. From the Wall Street Journal, which just reported that special counsel Robert Mueller has impaneled a grand jury in Washington to investigate the links between the Trump campaign and Russia. Now, this is a broadening of the investigation from the one that he began when he was appointed by Rod Rosenstein, the acting attorney general. There was a grand jury in Virginia that was probing Michael Flynn and his activities, the fact that there is now a second grand jury in Washington, according to the journal, uh, indicates that the probe is getting serious. It doesn't necessarily mean anyone will be indicted, but this is sure to sharpen the question of whether or not President Trump does intend to fire Robert Mueller. This has been an open question. Uh, some Republicans, as well as Democrats in Congress, are pushing legislation designed to protect Robert Mueller. Uh, but we don't know where this is going, and we don't know what President Trump is going to decide to do. We do know that he's expressed publicly his unhappiness with Attorney General Jeff Sessions for having recused himself from the Russia probe, which uh, was one of the chain of events that led to Rosenstein appointing Robert Mueller. So uh, uh, significant news today from The Wall Street Journal about a grand jury in Washington assisting Robert Mueller in his investigation, guys. And we're back. We, and uh, I guess the the biggest story of the last couple days, anyway, has right. been um, the, I guess it was a leak uh, initially, because usually it's secret. So, of course, of course it was a leak. Donald Trump's <laughs> White House is in power. Like, right. Why would you think there wouldn't be a leak? And we'll go more into leaks in the next segment. Um, but for right now, let's talk about the fact that Bob Mueller has impaneled a grand jury. So right. we can kind of go through. Um, well, Brandon here has got a CNN article. <laughs> right. I did, How did I know, too? 
What was great was I read Mitch the article before we <laughs> started and did not tell him the source. He was like, "That was that was a good article." Yeah, yeah. it is a good article. Oh, it's CNN. It's but fake it's news. CNN. Mitch's brain explodes. Written by Jim Acosta. I even told what was great. So to give you a little background here before we go into this. For the majority of the Devil's Advocate, I'm sure that because Frank stays behind the scenes, like most people, unless they've listened to those few episodes where we've discussed frank um being a part of this think that this is probably just us well right. it's not um we do have a third partner in crime here who says mostly but well right. not here right now right he's not here right now <laughs> he's like i am um, but he is uh but he's an awesome guy and he actually he made me feel like somebody who was really doing something today because i was taking <laughs> i was taking my my son over to uh the babysitter as we were getting ready to to shoot today and i didn't have time to actually look up this story like i knew what i had heard the conversation i'd heard all week but i wanted to really get some some uh more detailed information on to what a grand jury actually is, what impaneling a grand jury right. means, and all of this full stuff. Full disclosure, I didn't do any research coming into <laughs> right. it. I was like, I'm just going to come in and listen to it and then right. make my own decision. So, so Frank gets a text probably before he was even awake today. And I was like, <laughs> dude, man, I am I am on my way to take my son to the babysitter. Oh, my gosh. I, have, I don't even have this article. And Frank, like the true amazing professional that he is, like had a, a couple articles articles over to me within 10 minutes so i very very much appreciate frank's help today um except for it was cnn except for it was cnn (laughs) but it was great too because as soon as he sent me the cnn article he had to send me the follow-up text it was like if this is too fake news for mitch here's another article (laughs) (laughs) Um, so fake news so but it's actually not it's actually a really good good article it is a good article um, so I'll go ahead and go into it. It explains a little bit about what uh, what Stop a grand. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it talks a little bit about what uh, what a grand jury is and what they do and what impaneling it means. So right. we'll, we'll go into this real quick. Get into that thing. Um, grand juries typically fulfill both investigative and charging function. When it comes to investigating, the grand jury is granted the ability to subpoena documents and witnesses. Um, in a complicated and long-term criminal investigation, federal prosecutors will go to the grand jury to ask to issue subpoenas for the production of documents or records they deem necessary for the case. And we've heard that before, that he's looking into, could he have his tax returns? Could he be looking right, at... Business ties. Yeah, Donald um, Trump Jr.'s tax returns and his different business ties. Probably Jared Kushner would, yep. would fall into it, too. So this seems like the next step in doing just that. Right. Um, also, if the prosecutors want to force witnesses to testify under oath, they go to the grand jury to subpoena the person to appear. That probably isn't so far off from the truth either in this case. And that's your dream scenario, which was get Donald Trump on the record. He's going to make some stupid lie. And at that point, it's perjury. Right. And you get in trouble. That was, yeah, that is my dream scenario there. Right. Uh, my thing is that Donald well, Trump. Well, actually, my dream scenario here is that there's no collusion at all, and Donald Trump is the greatest president in the history of that's the country. Your, that's not and we all benefit, and I'm sad to see him go at the end of it. That's <laughs> the dream scenario, but I don't think that's what we're going to get. Well, so that's what they won't, won't let happen. My um, thing with Donald Trump is that he. I agree with most of his policies, but he does lie about dumb things. Oh, yeah. And you can't Absolutely. do that. If you're in, no. in front of a grand jury and you're brought up under oath, you can't do that, mm-hmm. which is why they got Bill Clinton because he said, you know, I didn't get it. I didn't. 
you have relations the with that thing, woman, and you I w- totally did. The other thing I would wonder too is if they get if they get people like um, Donald Trump Jr. and Jared Kushner on the stand. I think that they both are. Donald Trump lies about dumb shit, and I think that Donald Trump Jr. lies about shit that his dad tells him to lie about. Yeah, he's a little overzealous with the whole narrative as well. I don't think Jared Kushner would fall into that. I think Jared Kushner, if he was forced to testify, would be like, here's a story. Like, I really do. (laughs) Or they could just pull the Hillary Clinton route and just be like, I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. We know that they do. That's not just the Hillary Clinton route. That is literally like the the intelligence agencies did the same thing. Jeff Sessions did the same thing. Unless Unless your name's James Comey. Like, you're not saying anything (laughs) in the hearing. Just want you all to know I'm the leaker. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, you know... um, so anyway, we'll go back into this. Grand yeah. juries make up the or make the preliminary decision whether or not to officially accuse a crime a criminal defendant and compel him or her to stand trial. Grand jury indictments are required for all federal felonies. At their core, grand juries are about finding probable cause that a crime has been committed. Um, unlike a typical trial, grand jury proceedings are not public, and there is no cross-examination or presentation of the defense case. Which I have a problem with. I do, too, and we can look at this on yeah. a local level. Let me finish this paragraph, All and right. then we, we'll, we'll go into it. Because we've seen this. Um, the jurors may ask questions, and witnesses may not have lawyers present during the questioning. Basically, well, how fucked. American is that? Um <laughs> So and we bring you it. up to it, and then we're just like, but you can't defend yourself. You right. can't do and that. Just answer our questions. We'll you, make up our minds You and I have seen this on, on a very local level. This is That is exactly for anybody, any Republican out there that's going to be like, this is crazy. This is BS. This is this is not the way. Like For those pe- those Republicans living in St. Louis that were all on the uh, Ferguson PD's side of that, right. argue, this is the exact same thing that, that – the other side was complaining about right. the fact that that nobody that basically it was the police being yeah. questioned and it was the police it was their side of the story and it was all behind closed doors nobody's lawyers are present you can do whatever and you then want of course, say no indictment right i fall on the other side of most republicans on that i did not i was not siding with the cops on that one which and I've heard – I mean, this is so polarizing. Like, I've heard so many people argue for it. I've heard so many people argue against it. Mm-hmm. I personally fell on the other side. Yeah. I was like, well, I think we fell on the same side. I think we fell on yeah. the same side, too. But, um, again, it's just that procedural of we call you up. This is what we do so we can press charges. You answer our questions. There's no defense. There's no lawyer. No. This there's is no legal what, representation. Yeah. There's no nothing. It's all done behind closed doors. And then if then it's going to be as hard for those Republicans to accept that, well, here's the charge we got on Donald right. Trump or whoever. Now, Jared this Kushner, is what Michael anonymous Flynn. sources, and everyone knows how I feel about anonymous sources. He loves them. I don't. <laughs> I don't love them. He loves them when they're on his side. <laughs> no, I don't take them as fact. And But there are anonymous sources that are saying the, the goal of this is that what they want to do is they want to trip up Donald Trump Jr. And then whenever they trip up Donald Trump Jr., they want to bring him up on some sort of charge. That seems, and by doing that, get Donald Trump to step in. Because he will. He will defend his son. Seems like a plausible conspiracy theory. It is, yeah. And it's nothing more than that. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. It's a conspiracy, a conspiracy theory. However, I, I've had a, a big problem with all of Mueller's investigation. And we've covered this when it first happened. When, mm-hmm. when Mueller came out and everyone was like, right. wow, this guy looks like the great guy. He looks like the one to do it. And then a few more things came out where, A, you had James Comey saying, hey, guess what? I'm the leaker, which right. was illegal. 
And like I said, definitively said that was not his information. He was no longer the the acting director of the mm-hmm. FBI. Yep. That was written on FBI letterhead. Yeah, letterhead yeah. and everything. No, he I had no it. right to give that away. No, he didn't. And I think that when you, it comes to the Republicans' viewpoint of this, Democrats want them to get something. The, the Russia thing didn't really pan out yet. We'll see because there is an investigation. But mm-hmm. so far, nothing's leaked that's definitive or anything. Right. The narrative on Russia has changed three times. Now it's but again, not collusion. Uh, it's not the hacking. It's But as we talked about last week, obstruction the, of justice the, is what they the, want. The, the, the reason that the narrative has changed is solely – it lies solely on the shoulders of Donald Trump. Stop tweeting about Comey tapes that you know don't exist, <laughs> and then the narrative doesn't change right. to obstruction of justice. Don't the, fire look, people. Don't try – don't damn Jeff Sessions publicly yeah. – and then expect no. people to not be like everybody. I don't like Jeff Sessions, so I just want him out. But. Everybody attached to this investigation's job is threatened by the fact that they're attached to the investigation. That looks shady. That looks like obstruction yeah. of justice, and it's because of his actions that you have yeah. that. At it's no. Point, it's though, not. Think a, we can... It's not an overblown media narrative. Does the media reach and do they overreach? Yes, yeah. they do. I think the Russia thing is, but now with, with the this. obstruction of justice. They've got a little bit more concrete thing because you can't just like with when it comes to Bill Clinton with did he lie? <laughs> yes, he did. Did he lie to Congress? Yes, he did. Well, right. now that's illegal. Right. And then they bring him up on impeachment charges. That's stupid because I again, I was like, well, the economy is doing good. I don't care what he was doing in the Oval Office. He right. was running the country. I'm fine with that. And this, that's why I feel about this as well. I feel that when you've got Loretta Lynch, which nothing happened. You've got Debbie Washerman Schultz, who was caught colluding to basically rig the primary, and nothing happens. When you've got Bill Clinton lying to Congress, and nothing happens. Well, he got brought up on impeachment and didn't But you'll do it. never— When you've got all these people—James Comey, who came out and said he's the leaker, and which was illegal to do, and nothing happens. And then they try to get Trump on a technicality. I got a problem. I and, understand that. Here's my thing, though. And, like, you will never, ever catch me in an inconsistency on this. Right. Because I believe that if you've done something wrong, whether your name is Donald Trump or whether your name is Hillary Clinton or James Comey, mm-hmm. you should be held accountable as far as however the law holds you accountable. Right. There are rules in place, right? So we know what the penalty for mm-hmm. turning over classified information is. We know what the penalty for um, for negligence or improperly yeah. improperly handling um, and I guess we know Matt says big problem. We I think know, he's talking about you. We know the we know the penalty for um, for intent apparently since that became right. a thing. But we also know the penalty for tax fraud or any other yeah. like and you can't say that because somebody because okay so it's like this right the cops walk into your house looking for an illegal gun that you're not supposed to have right. and when they walk in they see cocaine sitting on your sitting on your foyer table right, right? And they get they're not that. walking away from that well that's not yeah. what we were here for and again like i said that's fine so hold people accountable no gonna, matter what their yeah, name you're is you're not going to hear me say that we shouldn't hold people accountable i have a problem with when we don't hold people accountable except for one guy and we don't okay. give a shit about what but that doesn't mean because because we didn't hold oj simpson accountable that we should well, let it's a bit different he's not that, in government that we should let somebody <laughs> else off or that because we didn't because we didn't hold um i disagree i, I really do i think dick they, cheney mm-hmm. responsible for shady business dealings but we but bernie madoff is sitting there yeah. like okay you don't let one go because the other one has but that's because, exactly what we're doing 
And that's why I have a problem. I understand and, that. And that's not necessarily what we're doing that, right now. I have a problem with that, too, if that turns out to be the case. But the fact of the matter is, like, you can't pick and choose when you want the law to apply. But so they if are. they I understand that, and I yeah. have as much of a problem with that as you do. That being said, if they come out and they say this is the crime and it's not related— I still think you are held accountable for that crime. Yeah. I imagine it wouldn't be I, – if you if you build up this hypothetical to where it's like tax evasion, right? Let's right. use that because that's unrelated to, to Russia. If, if that is the crime that he's charged with, then what's the penalty for that? A fine? Probably not impeachment. You just pay back taxes, right. take, pay your fine, whatever. That's fine. Right, if he that's, lies about it on a in a grand jury setting, <laughs> what he's brought up and you know questioned then under you're oath. held accountable for perjury. And then they'll do impeachment proceedings, and then who knows what'll happen okay, because well, the Republicans then don't might jump lie. Ship. Don't well, break obviously. the law. Like, I don't know. I don't know what we're arguing here. I'm the, arguing the, that you're that arguing all that these... Hillary Clinton and some other people on my side mm-hmm. got off, and so because of that, it's not fair that somebody else who commits a crime is held accountable for I, that. Yeah, and that's what that is. What I think. I think it is. Okay, fair. well, tough shit. It is. Fa- it, what's <laughs> not. not? What's not fair is that he'll. Is that those people on my side mm-hmm. got off? Yes. That's not fair. It is fair that somebody else is held accountable for their crime. Yeah. So and, you and can't. So you can't pick and choose. But I am picking and choosing. I'm fully aware of okay, that. Okay, that's fine. However, but you're wrong. But and like I said, if you look at principles, yeah, you could say I'm wrong. But if I'm looking at everything else and going, no, I don't care. If he did something, just. Minor that they can try to catch him up on whenever I see that all the good that we're doing and everyone else got off, I'm gonna have a problem with it. And at that point, I don't care that technically he did something <laughs> wrong, I care about my country doing well. And this is gonna hurt the country, it's gonna put us in a bad position. And on, on top of it, everyone else, we, got well, off. we can't predict the future, we right? don't know what's gonna happen because when but... I predicted the future, I, the sky was supposed to be falling already <laughs> back in back in September right. of last year. Um, so like you can't, and it looks like, so and when if, it comes to if Mueller, they were in this hypothetical, if he gets caught up and if he, if impeachment proceedings or if pe- hearings proceeded, um, then you don't know if he gets removed, right? You don't, <laughs> you don't know, um, you don't know what the, what Mike Pence brings, what he offers. Yeah. You say that it, this is worse off for the country, but you don't know that. We don't know and that, the but fact I see of good the things happening. Is, and, you don't get to, you, again, right. you don't get to pick and choose when the law is followed. Sometimes George Zimmerman walks free. Right. Sometimes St. Louis but burns down a, and the cop isn't held responsible right. for it. But that doesn't mean that you let the next guy off. Well, we can Just have doesn't. issues with that and we can try to bring him up. Obviously, we do. We try to fight for the justice in those situations. I don't think that's justice. I don't think that getting him on a technical and then doing all these things where everyone else gets off. That's not justice. That's it's not justice for those people that got off. It is justice for the other guy who committed a crime. No, yeah, well, yes and no. Like I said, and I bring up— Because it- the fact of the matter is, dude, up until this year— Here's a little—a a true story. Um, like, I had, I had issues with the way mm. that I filed my taxes a few years ago, and I— didn't I hadn't paid my taxes for a few Tax years. Evasion. I hadn't paid my taxes for a few years. So this year I went and I got that all fixed, right? And mm-hmm. I you know, I paid my fines, I did all my, my stuff and got myself back current. Um because I I A didn't know for the first year that I had messed up the stuff and then I went right. into once you go once I'll be honest with you from the, the the perspective of somebody who has made mistakes in their life like once you get past that April 15th date and it gets further and further past that you're just like 
Yeah. Well, the, the next one's <laughs> going to come in the mail in a few months, and I'll, right. I'll just do it I'll this fix year. It then. Um, so, like that, but the fact of the matter is, if the IRS came knocking at my door and was like, you have to pay this today or mm-hmm. this is the penalty. I can't go, well, my friends got off. I have friends who are <laughs> way, who, 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 there are all yeah. tons of people that I know who have done this. Right. Like, that's but you would not, also that's feel not like a they valid would... argument. Yeah. Well, obviously... I would feel like I'm getting screwed. Yeah. Cause yeah, you are. I would, but, and like I said, there's always I been, still did something wrong. Yeah, I like still I said, have to accept my on principle, my responsibility. There's accountability. For that. There's accountability on principle, and I get that. I have a problem whenever it doesn't apply to anyone else except for this one situation, and no one's calling for it. No Democrats are calling to to get Debbie Washington Schultz to get Donna I'm Brazil. I'm pretty sure you and I have had a conversation where, on multiple occasions, I said Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton could save the share the same jail cell. I don't think either of them deserve I, to be I in would jail. Be, but I'd be okay with that. Yeah, so based on what it is, I didn't like Hillary Clinton, and I don't know what she did with those thirty thousand emails and whatnot. But just that's but the, you know that's the that fact. They, we don't you know, know that what's on there. These people are corrupt. Like, yeah, obviously. So, you know, I'm sure they deserve to sit in jail. And I think the problem that I have is when it comes to the Mueller investigation, I don't feel like it's doing its job. I feel like it's doing a witch hunt. Like I said, I don't don't buy that. You have no reason to think that. Yes, we do. No, you don't. There's literally no evidence yet. So how do you you know where the investigation is? And I'll tell you. Bob Mueller's been silent. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, he's been silent. But this is what I think. Whenever you look at James Comey being a leaker and then being being very good friends with him and taking over, you, and then now you're seeing that he did something illegal and they're not going to go after him. So right there. And I know it's not Bob Mueller's we job. We don't know that. Well, it hasn't happened yet, so right. we'll see. But it doesn't look like they have plans to do that at any in any capacity. I think they're and bogged down with this huge investigation. Yeah, yeah, huge investigation into everything else that it wasn't supposed to be. So they were supposed to come in and look he for Russian collusion. It. Yeah, yeah, you can say he that, did. And, and you fine. think that's not happening right now? You know they have three teams, right? Mm-hmm. One that's looking at Russian meddling, one that's looking at campaign ties, and one that's now looking at like taxes and business ties. Right. It's all still being looked at. It's just that he is added to the narrative. Yeah, and that's fine. Like I said, he says things, but then it gets misinterpreted, and then people run with it. And you they guys do always all that. say it gets misinterpreted. Because it does, and no. you know it does. Every time he says something stupid or racial or hateful, it's always, oh, well, he was joking, and you're just too stupid to understand the joke. That's that's <laughs> bullshit, and no, and no you know one's buying not, that. Yeah, you know that's not exactly what it is, but they do it. It's the same way that that guy, that Miller— took Jim Acosta's comment and blew it out of proportion. He misinterpreted what he was saying and then blew up on it. And that's what the left does with See, every no, single thing No, I think the Trump left says. also blew up on Jim Acosta because I think you're one of the only people that are giving Jim Acosta a little bit of an easy break here. Right. Like, Jim Acosta was an idiot. So You're good people too, Matt. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like my point is that I don't trust this investigation. And again... We'll see what happens. We'll see what it comes out. But whenever he's good friends with with James Comey, nothing seems to be happening there. You have all these other people that don't seem to be having anything go to. It looks like they're not looking for what they originally were, which was Russia. It looks like they're just trying to trip him up on top of everything else. And then surrounding himself with Democrats, it looks like that's what he's— It's not true. The, 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 that's everything I've heard. It's like it, 50% of them are registered Republicans, including um, Bob Mueller himself. Yeah, but— Repu- just because you're Republican doesn't mean you support Trump. Then just because you donated to a— Pretty uh, much Democrats a, a, all hate Trump. Like, it pretty much does mean if you're Democrat, but you, you hate can't, Trump. But you can't not generalize one side and then generalize but the other side. But they are generally you're like You're just that. picking and choosing through this entire no, segment where you want to apply these, <laughs> these rules of politics. No, we have seen it. You know that, that it's a fact that there are a lot of Republicans that oppose Trump. There is almost no Democrats that are for Trump. 
That's just uh, so when I generally say be, that it is a generalization, but it would it, be I think hard. It's it would be hard to imagine why a Democrat would be on Trump's side, yeah. wouldn't it? No, I get it. They're okay. against him. Hashtag resist. So, so I get then, it. I guess Trump's so why, job I mean, should be up with, with should be Democrats. to appeal to Republicans. You should be more worried about the Republicans around. Yeah, well, the Bob problem, Mueller than the Democrats, right? Because you don't know how they're going to go. You know where the Democrats are going to yeah, go. Yeah, but if the Democrats comprise the entire investigation, it's fifty percent. What I saw was not fifty percent; like, it was like ninety percent. Yeah, that's yeah, what I read, and that was coming off of Rudders. So, I don't know where you're getting yours. Man, I don't know. I got mine from Fox. All right. So two con- two mostly conservative sites. I don't know. So he doesn't want he doesn't want to like your comments. What are you doing, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to talk to the audience through the entire thing. I will. <laughs> so, um, but that's where so that's where we're at. I mean, it doesn't we don't know what's going to happen with this. Obviously, just because there's a grand jury doesn't mean anything was wrong, but it certainly means that they couldn't proceed with anything being wrong if there wasn't. It seems like they call up the grand jury to indict people. Right. And yeah, or or at least to get to get the material to, in order to, to right to indict. Well, them. maybe because in a lot of cases, this article goes on to say, um, the okay, so the grand jury will determine whether the charges should be brought. Um, what's the significance of Mueller's grand jury issuing grand jury subpoenas? Doesn't signal the, that indictments are imminent or that Mueller has concluded that there is wrongdoing. Um, the move is often simply a tool to allow a, a prosecutor to gather evidence or testimony. Right. What it means is that Mueller can now take sworn testimony in front of a grand jury and start subpoenaing people, asking people to testify. And of course, if he gets enough evidence, ask for an indictment. Um, it suggests that Mueller isn't taking, it suggests that Mueller is at least taking a, prelimi- a preliminary next step, but it doesn't mean that there will be an indictment. Right. It's certainly significant that it shows it shows that he means business. Um, it shows that he's doing a serious criminal investigation, which he thinks should proceed, but it doesn't mean that criminal charges will ever happen. Grand right. juries can take months to a couple years. I think it will. I think it'll take probably two years to wrap this up. I would imagine it will, too. But I could be wrong. It could be over in three months. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think so. Um, if they, they put everyone on they the said spot, it, they all say, I don't remember. I mean, they said at soon as soon as they announced that Bob Mueller was taking over the investigation, they said, plan on this being I support that. a uh, plan on this being like a two year thing. Yeah. So and that's what. Yeah, I think that's where it's going to end up going. The White so House's do- response to real quick, just to conclude this article, the White right. House's response to the news um, of the of the grand jury was grand jury matters are typically secret. Um, his, his attorney said the white house favors anything that accelerates the conclusion of his work fairly. The white house is committed fairly. to fully cooperating with Mr. Mueller. Right. So now accordingly or apparently Congress doesn't buy that because they moved to put in, uh, you know, yeah. Restrictions to where he can't fire him or something. And they may, and they, they made that bill. The wording, Which I don't agree with. The wording of that may, is retroactive to May seventeenth. So it's yeah. not like it's not like the White House could say or Donald Trump could say, you know, this took effect on August fifteenth, but on May twentieth yeah. he did this, and that's why I'm firing him. Like it seems like be I covered. said because of all of those things. To me, in my gut, it seems like a setup. Like I said, there are there are, there are very legitimate concerns as a Republican 
in the investigation of Mueller, and then on top of it, they've just said that you can't fire him, well, which he has the power to do. Here's what's really annoying to my side, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you look can't at find it, evidence. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> no. What, what what's irritating is to have somebody go. There's a lot of shady stuff going on with Bob Mueller, and there's a lot to be concerned about. But to not actually be concerned about the charges that are being leveled against him. No, and I um, am concerned. I don't want to. I don't want to come off like I'm not. That a foreign government adversary, frenemy, whatever mm. you want to term them. But that's not what they're looking the, at anymore. If you the idea that they could have had an effect on our on our election process and with the help of a political candidate in our country should piss off every single American. It's not a partisan issue. It's not. That's fine. First off, the word influence irritates me because influence could be anything. People influence constantly. You see, what's his name? The mayor of of London coming out and supporting Hillary Clinton. Well, is that an influence? Because he's trying to get people to do it. Of course it is. So what you really are looking for is some sort of collusion or some sort of, and, as we use the word, obviously not the you know legal definition of collusion, but someone working within the system to change the outcome that should enrage people. Influence? No, it shouldn't because everyone does it. It depends on what they. It depends on what they were doing. It does. So, so I'm concerned with it, but everything else looks shady too. And like I said, you've got this litany but of people. Everything who, looks shady. Everything in the government looks shady right now. <laughs> right. So it's just like. So, it's, but if you but you say you can't pick and choose, but that's exactly what's happening, and that's what bothers me is that the people aren't doing their jobs. We saw that with the supreme or not the Supreme Court, but in the courts, the Ninth District, where they were just like, nope, you can't do that when donald trump had every right to do that immigration that uh executive order and the supreme court was like yeah he totally did well right. they haven't officially ruled but they let him do it right in preparation for no i for get doing it that. people I, aren't doing I, their jobs I Mueller was that. not do, or not Mueller. uh james, james comey, comey did not do his job no, i don't dis- i don't disagree with you right. at all and but um, everything like that is totally fine in the eye of the public and especially for democrats everything like that's fine because we got to get something on trump and like i said I, i'm for accountability I'm for people being held accountable for their actions. Hashtag Betsy DeVos. Hashtag DeVos. But still, if it's only being applied in one instance and then we just just scrape everything else under the rug, I've got a problem with that. And that to me, that's not fair. I don't disagree with you. Yeah. And it I, seems like a witch hunt. I completely agree with you on that point. Where I don't agree with you is that, well, nothing should happen. Because this happened, we should let this guy off the hook. Like, right. I think that and when I'm you commit that, yeah. a crime, especially as a Republican, mm-hmm. The idea, like Republicans are all about like clean up your own shit. I'm my own person. <laughs> Stay out of my life. I'm gonna take care of myself. I'm right. gonna do this. I'm accountable for myself. You know what I did? I got a job and I worked hard and I blah 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 blah. My blah. Ass I took care of my life. That's cool. So when you do something stupid and shitty and against the law, guess what? You yeah. sleep in the bed that you make. But we and all agree. I don't give a shit what the charge is if it's legitimate. We no see that's where you're losing me because we all know there's dumb laws. Like, it's the thing with, with Bill Clinton. Should he have been impeached for what he did? No, he shouldn't have. And he that's sh- why I didn't agree with it. So if I was saying, a, oh, uh, accountability, he should, lied. Should he Who cares? Been, I don't care. Here, I'll say that. I don't care. I don't <laughs> so. here, I think that you have to take the law you, at its letter, right? You got to tell the listening audience what people are saying. He said, all jokes aside, your comment it. is very informing. And I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, Matt. Um... I don't know, man. I I just think that I I just think you can't pick and choose. And I, I understand where you're coming from. I am exactly picking and choosing because right. I feel like the system is picking well, and choosing as well. At least you admit that you're yeah. wrong. So. Well, the, like I said, and, and yeah, going off principle, I would be wrong because I'm saying I don't want the law to apply in this scenario. But like I said, if there was something big that we found out about Russia, 
I would be the first one to go, holy shit, I can't believe that's true. Get him. And But if it's just a technicality that is prolonged and all of this where it's... But you know that there's not... Like, if it's something stupid, if it's a stupid broken law... It's perjury. He jaywalked. If it's perjury, (laughs) dude, then, like... Well, that was Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton was perjury. I understand that. So it would depend... For me... And I didn't agree with that. For me to not agree with it, I would have to know what the statement was. Yeah. Right? So we'll see. I can't just say because... Well, because he lied, that's just lying. Well, what, what did he lie about? Did he lie when he was asked the question, did you just hand over our nuclear codes to North Korea. <laughs> if he lied about that, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Right. Like, I don't, so, yeah, you know, so, here's the floppy disks. Here you go. <laughs> right. So I don't, I just don't think it's as easy I as think saying, we're gonna, this is where yeah. I'm going to stand. In I think the we're going to find out because I think they're going to, they're going to indict him. But on, on the something. flip side of your last comment, if, if it comes out at the end of all of this, that there was nothing there. There was never a there there. And it was all bullshit. I will be, be the nothing. First, I will be the, First person to tell you, all right, Democrats, pick pick something new. But what if there's nothing there except for something small? Like, you know, (laughs) it would depend on what the something small was. While he was on record, he said that he had a phone call with uh, Pena Nieto and he actually had a conversation. And they say, ah, we got you. I would think that's a dumb reason to try to. I would think so, too. Yeah. So I'm not. And that's what do, I'm saying. Uh, Even right. though technically he broke the law, which I'm you're not saying gonna, needs to apply. Yeah, I'm no, saying no. Fuck I'm that. not going to disagree with you there. I think if it's something like what Bill Clinton lied about, then then right. come on, that's stupid. But if it is something, if there is something there with Russia, and it and that's where perjury comes into play, then, then yeah, then I'm on board with you. Right. But like I said, I don't think there's anything to that Russia story. Right. I think that's. Been, I don't think that we know. I think you talk. Don't know. I think you talk confidently about it. I do without because I'm very confident. Without that there realizing isn't. that Bob Mueller hasn't <laughs> said a damn word since he's taken yeah. over, and he runs a way tighter ship than the White House does. So yeah. the idea that there would be leaks from there is way less likely than from the White House. He does. So like I said, we'll have to see where it is. I personally, it doesn't add up to me. And like I said, the, the narrative has changed three times on Again, that story. Again, Donald Trump changed alone. the narrative. Yeah, we got picked up, and then they started running with it. But I guess don't tweet. Yeah, Yeah, this comes as a surprise uh, to a lot of people because Anthony Scaramucci was only recently installed as the White House communications director at the behest of President Trump and over the protestations of both Steve Bannon and Reince Priebus. And we saw what happened last week as a result of the lingering friction between Anthony Scaramucci and uh, and uh, Reince Priebus, uh, with Priebus uh, departing uh, late on Thursday. Well, now Anthony Scaramucci is departing as the White House communications director. Uh, outside sources have confirmed uh, what we already knew through other sources uh, that uh, John Kelly, who is the new incoming chief of staff, requested uh, to kind of clear the decks. And uh, Scaramucci, it looks like, is now going to go back to the Export-Import Bank, uh, where he was working uh, before. Now, the U.S. Senate has just approved that new round of sanctions against Russia, Iran and North Korea. An overwhelming majority voted in favor of the bill. During the hearing, senators repeatedly referred to allegations of Russian meddling in last year's U.S. presidential election. A strong message to Vladimir Putin and any other aggressor that we will not tolerate attacks on our democracy. That's what this bill is all about. With this vote, let us finally, finally, finally officially condemn and forcefully respond to that attack on our country for this stunning breach 
of our right as a sovereign nation not to have our elections disturbed by a foreign capital. All right, we are back with right. the rest of the week. Yeah, let's do it. So we've got, uh, got a few stories. Actually, the first one we'll jump into here, it, it made us seem a little prophetic. Um, yeah. You know, last week we talked about that, uh, not that, but the 80s, 80s guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, in Anthony Scaramucci, who was like, okay, so there's an, I'm going to link to this article, but there's an awesome article that Frank sent me during the week um, that was uh, basically a West Wing script, but it was this week in politics. And it was like, last week we introduced the Anthony Scaramucci character. <laughs> and, um, He's really failing. Let's, let's get, let's get him off. Right. So where, so where Mitch and I kind of jumped into our uh, psychic prophet uh, genes for, right. For, for a minute was I think it was you last week that said like yeah we'll see him fired in 60 days yeah. I, I said I don't know if he'll make it 6 days right <laughs> and made lo, it one lo and behold before I could even put out the content for yeah. for last week's episode he had already been let go he um, should have been let go. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. You don't do that. He like had a coke fueled rant with the with the. <laughs> it New wasn't Yorker. coke fueled, fueled, but it it felt coke fueled. <laughs> um, just what what a guy. Um, yeah. So he's out, and I'm pretty sure too. And I actually didn't catch it. I wish I would have because like on Wednesday night he came out and or his person or he really I don't know who called the media but right. the the media was reporting that on Friday um of this week so yesterday he was uh scheduled to do like a Facebook live right. segment about how he got director of communication about about himself and where he was going and how he got maligned. <laughs> <laughs> the only the problem with Scaramucci was he was a completely transparent. Like he kept trying to put himself as no I'm the new guy in charge. It's right. me and it's Donald Trump. And I you know, I'm gonna do what's best for Donald Trump and you know, I'm gonna do that. He's obviously just right using that position to try to gain more power well, for if himself. We know one thing and that's that, a dangerous guy to have around. You don't want a guy who's just no. trying to consolidate power for himself. Well, and it's even more dangerous for Donald Trump because if you know anything about Donald Trump, he does not like to be overshadowed no. at all. Like and even he, though he was saying, like, Oh, it's all Trump, you know, it wasn't. He was trying to make himself oh, yeah. that guy. Absolutely. So show me your business deal um <laughs> you know so so mooch is gone and there's nobody to replace him because that wasn't a real position until sean spicer got promoted to uh <laughs> promoted to off camera well he's gone he, he just got a new job at a law firm yeah, so he yeah, did. that's what he, he's gonna be doing i think his last day at least with the twitter handle yeah press sec um that was handed over yesterday and i think sean tweeted out something about how it was an honor to work for POTUS and blah right. blah blah. blah no, it wasn't. You know, the the no, it wasn't. And you, it would be hard to blame anybody for enjoying their time in the Trump administration, at least as of the first six months. Because right, because they're all fired. Right, they're all fired. <laughs> um, and the ones that aren't, like Kellyanne Conway, who come out and say stupid shit and then get undercut by right. him every day. Can we uh, all just take a moment and appreciate Nikki Haley? 
because she's the oh one person God. who's like in that position where you're like, yep, yep, you got it, you're you're good. Yeah. And she was against Donald Trump to begin with. Like she gave her whole rebuttal to the State it's of the Union too. and brought up Trump in a negative light. It's she funny how positively Nick, Nikki Haley is reflected she's on doing her on job this show. Like yeah. <laughs> if if you haven't caught on by now, both Mitch and Brandon are big fans of. Yeah. Of the job that Nikki Haley's doing, she's doing a great job. I haven't seen a a bad statement from her yet, or a bad move right. from her yet. I think I think she's and the generals too. Most of the time, even the Democrats are saying almost all the generals are doing their that he's just put in the positions, not even just in the military position, so but people who were generals. Speaking of generals that he's put into position, let's let's side tangent on that for a minute. Yeah, I, a I think it'll make this bit a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> so, but so. Was it uh, Mathis that came out yesterday and um, gave or no McMaster? It was McMaster, McMaster yeah. came out and said that Susan Rice did nothing wrong yep. and gave her permanent clearance, like yeah. to well, top were, secret. She already had it, but they're gonna. She gets to retain it. She gets right. to keep all of her clearance and everything, which is fine. I don't have an issue with Susan Rice. Republicans are really upset about that. Though. I know they are, but I personally don't they have. They were any calling issue. it a slap in the face right. to Donald Trump. If anyone knows what was going on with uh, Susan Rice, like she, in my opinion, she. That was the whole thing where she got up on the, the stations and was saying all the different information. Well, and, she was co- she was called into question about unmasking. Yeah. And something that at least I, I've seen a few times pointed out on in certain media sources is that, like, that's not uncommon. People no. get unmasked all the time. So, like, this narrative that the White House is trying to push that, like, no, this was the unmasking. Of, like it, it's not unmasking like that. That's not that's right. not the correct tone. Um, that is, you know, <laughs> is it's not uncommon. So like, but they were they they were talking about it like it was uh, like nefarious and it was yeah, some it, horrible it, thing. And it, I don't think it was. I, I think they just don't like. Think, I they don't, just don't like. Susan Rice. Right. And again, you have to do something wrong in order to do it. We can't I don't just... think the generals have done a bad job. I think no. that, especially with uh, General Kelly coming into yeah. the... Pretty much everyone's like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, it, it does, and it looks like, at least for the last week... Scaramucci just never made sense. And there's there, there's a few of these people that have been in this administration that didn't make sense. Rance Priebus didn't make sense. No. Steve Bannon well, didn't make sense. Well, I think the... I think the... Um... I don't think Jeff Sessions makes sense, but you, apparently you can't touch him now. Which I don't want. I want him out immediately. Yeah, I don't. But. So I. I know you do though. Like you. you I don't, don't like I, the guy. No, I don't. Admittedly, I hate everything that Je- Jeff Sessions stands for. Right. Um. But I like the idea of not having a guy that can that can mess. Although you know, at this point, if Congress does pass to where Bob Mueller can't really be touched anyway, then yeah. then I'm more on board with you. Get him I, out of there. Because I don't like Jeff Sessions. I just don't want somebody to come in and start moving people around. Right. Um, because, then, because then everything that you think looks shady with Bob Mueller flips to the other side. Right. Well, now you've got Andrew McCabe's gone and this person's gone and, you know. So I think, well, bringing it back to kind of wrap up Scaramucci thing, I think the biggest thing that we can say about him is he was completely unsuccessful because he did not stop the leaks. The leaks are continuing oh, to yeah. go, <laughs> go on. Well, I'll stop the leaks. Don't worry. Go, if you want to go with the crazy, uh, the, the the ultra crazy left conspiracy theory, Donald Trump's the leaker. So right. you'll, you'll never it's 40 stop chest. it. Ah. It's like, that's like the alligator people story, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, right. 
Anyway. But there is a there is a problem with the leaks. And oh yeah, and I think that's uh, that's a good segue into this topic. The leaks, the leaks. <laughs> um, so obviously this week there was a couple of leaked transcripts from phone calls that Donald Trump had. We'd already basically we we'd seen this leak before. This was and the, we already the knew full, this story. Yeah. We. It was just before someone, the transcripts leaked, and then people were telling us bits of it. Now the full transcript leaked, and we got to see it. And, and I got a big problem with it. I do, it. too. I don't like that. I think especially in this instance where we're talking about the president's phone calls, if the president can't feel comfortable making having a conversation with another foreign leader, that puts us at a disadvantage. Yes, I agree. If another foreign leader can't feel comfortable having a conversation with the president, right. that puts us at a disadvantage. Because you know, what they said came out, too. You right. Know? And it's like, well, what are they so, going to say if they right. say something that so could hurt them? I can't talk to them because the White House, right. somebody in the White House or somebody in somewhere is going to leak the transcript. Yeah. And a great um, kind of example of that is with the transcript with uh, Enrique Peña Nieto. He basically said they both say you would think too that like if they were leaking. Tra- Sorry to cut you off, but how if, dare you? If you would, if you were, somebody was looking to leak a transcript, you would think that they would look for the Putin transcript first, right? <laughs> like we know that there have been those phone calls. Yeah. So unless they did look at it and they were like, well, well nothing uh, here. That doesn't so, help us. <laughs> so. this. I mean, I don't know. That's right. a possibility. Right. Um, but basically, in that one, like Trump goes on and he says. You know, listen, I've got to I've got to have the wall. The wall has to happen. I've been campaigning on it for two years. I've got to have it. But, you know, Mexico has to pay for the wall. That has to happen. So don't say that they're not going to. We'll figure out the details. Uh, I can't remember what he said. He said, we'll look at the formula. I think is what exactly what he said. What he basically, though, did what that was a hint at, which only a couple of sources I saw picked up on was he basically like alluded to. All right. So we're going to say like. What he seemed to be working at was like, let's just say you're paying for it, and then we'll cut a deal with you, or you're not really paying for right. it. Well, to which me, it's the promise. That's not the campaign promise. Well, to it's, me, it sounded like Pinyonetta was saying, "Yeah, we are gonna have to pay for it in some capacity," but I can't say that. I'm not going to say that. And right. then that was Donald Trump saying, "No, I can't have you not saying that." Like he seemed receptive to, Donald "We will Trump, make a deal." It, like it, it will. What I noticed, and you're probably gonna fight me just on semantics here, but I, what I thought of those transcripts, I thought it was. Very very dangerous. I didn't like that yeah. those transcripts got leaked, but I also thought it made Donald Trump look weaker than he makes himself look in because he was like to me and maybe I'm not I don't know the tone. I only know yeah. the words, but the idea that like he said like they're going to kill me. Like they're going to kill me in this town if <laughs> I don't do this. Like I can't look weak on this. I can't like he well, almost the- it was like to me, it came off almost gravelly. Yeah, well, um, here's, here's where I – and I'm going to not disagree with you gonna entirely. They're going to be mean to me. Yeah, when it came to the Mexican phone call, that was, I think – that made both of them look like they are just doing their jobs and they were trying to come to a compromise. The one that I think made him look dumb was the one with Australia because he kept saying, like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And the Australian president was like, you don't have to do it. And he was like, no, you don't get it. I can't do it. And he was like – you don't have to do it. <laughs> well, I see. I didn't read it that way because I. That's I thought, exactly what he said. He was I like, thought there was a like, line up in to there. you is however many you take. Like you just have to vet them. If you say that none of them pass your vetting, you don't have to take them. And he was like, you're breaking my balls. And like he just, it seemed like he just wasn't understanding what the, yeah. that the Australian prime minister was saying. And that made him look dumb. Well, good thing we'll have uh, English speaking people come into the country. It'll be, <laughs> it'll be easier for yeah. For the administration. I, at that point, too, he did praise Australia's uh, immigration thing. And that's really what it came down to is Australia refused to accept these refugees because they have their own immigration standards that 
they said we're not taking these people right and then then president obama was like well we'll take them right and then i do think though that uh, as uh, if you look at the bigger issue the leaks are very especially leaks like this are very very dangerous right they, they do pose a national security threat i am not what do you think about the Washington Post and the New York Times? They are they obviously are working with someone I think to the, to get these leaks. I think the journalists have a responsibility to report what they're news. handed. I think that they have the responsibility to report the news. I don't think they have the the responsibility to put out people's private information. That's where I'm drawing the line. I I don't dis I don't necessarily disagree with you. Yeah. Um. I think they should be held accountable as well. And like I know that that's a touchy issue. Because how would you hold them accountable? Yeah, I really don't know. I don't know how what exactly. Because if you I say jail them, do. you yeah. know people are gonna cry fascist, and I'm not That's gonna fine. stop them from crying that because like, what other countries do you know that throw <laughs> journalists in jail? Quite a few, actually. Um, but like, you know, why don't we just give them cyanide tea and yeah. we'll look at we you, just, China. We'll just look at you, Uncle Vlad. Um, <laughs> so he's really good at hockey, though. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll put the video in the comment section. Right. Don't kill me. But no, like I think that. Either way you cut it, like especially when it comes to these leaks, if it's something big that we see happening, like, oh, it's a Watergate leak, and this is how we got the information, okay, oh, we got – but if you're publishing people's private information, I got a problem with it. So when Rachel Maddow did that, and now there's a lot of people that said Donald Trump's the leak there because he leaked out one very specific tax return that made him look good. And then that's what they ran with just because, oh, my God, we got tax returns. Right. But still, it's still his private information. And, like, No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't, say with these I phone don't calls, disagree with you. Especially when it's the phone calls of the president. You don't release those. No. And there's to me, when it comes to the Washington Post and the New York Times, there is no benefit for us having read it. Because, you know, my big thing is that I like leaks because I get to know the information. And I think the people have a right to know. I don't think we have a right to know this. We don't have a right to read the transcripts of every phone call that the president makes because that puts us in a position of weakness, in my opinion. I don't disagree with So that. where is the benefit for having published these? If it's just political, and now you've got journalists working to take down the president, to me that's super dangerous, and that's not yeah, something but you're, that I can sign you're, off on. You're signing, or you're assigning the fact that, like, you— look, I think we all agree that's what they're trying to do. We know that they have biases, yeah, but we can't— And let's, here, I'm going to use your, your common theme on TDAP. Like, show me evidence that they're trying to take him down, which you won't find. Well, I think and, the fact that he's put, putting out information from the leakers who are clearly doing these things illegally, they're working with— a happenstance, right? I, yeah, yeah, you can, they're you can gonna, argue that. They're, yeah. That's their argument. It's not argue. my argument. I understand what's going right. on here, but to you're going to have a hard time proving it under the letter of the law. And yeah, since I know you're picking and choosing your law <laughs> on this episode, I would imagine no. you would pick that this is a yeah. law that we should look at. And well, like I said, that's why I'm saying I don't know what you can really do. I know what I would do if I was in charge of the whole thing. It, it would be to fix my fix the show on my end. So I don't right. know if you can go after the New York Times or the Washington Post. I don't think you should be able to go after them. I have an issue with what they're doing. So I don't, I, and you know me. Like, I am especially, like, I've said it a million times on this show, and I've had the I've had the belief way longer than we've been doing, than we've been doing this podcast. And I am a very non-leaky guy. Like, yeah. I don't like leaks. I've never liked leaks. I've always been very, like, big on whether it's WikiLeaks or whether it's Edward Snowden. Well, it depends. Edward I'm Snowden, glad I'm that we know about... That. I'm yeah. glad we know about the NSA. I'm not glad about the way it was done. Well, to um, me, that was all that was, was leaked out, so that's something that I could get behind. When it came to Chelsea Manning, she, yeah, she, I would want to have learned about that helicopter incident, 
but everything else she put out we didn't need. So that's where I kind of say, okay, you should just release that because that's something the American people need to know. This is stuff the American people don't need to know. So if I was in charge, what I would do is I would have to fire everyone. And I would say, that, listen, I'm sorry. You know, I know that there's some of you that, that work really hard and that you, you believe in what we're doing, but, but I can't I don't trust know, anybody. But I, but I don't think, I first fire of all, everyone. I'll thank Matt who just, like, I know that everybody not named Matt that's listening to this is like, dude, all right, next episode, <laughs> don't talk to the audience so no, much. No, we are. Thanks, thanks for the, the beard blast, though. Um, <laughs> it, it is coming in nicely. There you go. Um, so the, the thing is, though, that I, I don't know... Um, I don't know what you can do with journalists. I do think that if you fire everybody in the in the administration that would have right. access to this, I don't know if that will solve the problem because I think a lot of the people that you hire in those mm-hmm. positions are going to think of themselves as heroes, right? Yeah, they do. We, th- Donald Trump, not, is, very, Donald Trump is very divisive, mm-hmm. and – that makes it hard to surround yourself with people because right. every because you are always going there's always going to be somebody that like goes said, in there to timing over principles that's why i would say i'm sorry if these leads continue you're all fired fire them all and then whenever you hire new people in say by accepting this position you surrender all of your phone conversations everything we keep a monitor of what you're saying what you're doing and that's a prerequisite to employment and normally i would be against that because i think that's a violation of privacy but again timing this is dangerous and this isn't helping yeah, our I country i wouldn't go that far i i would go that far. i know you if would. i was in charge that's what i would do and again, i wouldn't yeah, but because I think it needs to stop. And it's the if only I was in stop. charge, I would just have less uh, controversial stances on things, and then the people around it? me wouldn't hate me. I you can't say that. You can't be like, you can't have your opinions because it's controversial. I wouldn't probably grab <laughs> like, the random vagina and yeah, then yeah, brag yeah. about it. I wouldn't be Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And then people would like me more. Yeah, well, okay. I mean, you know, like that's so. He got elected, so I'm going to say that, yeah, he's he divisive? Yeah, but that doesn't mean you get to own his private Mike information. Mike Pence 2018, after the midterms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Mike Pence. We'll, we'll see. Right, so I think that uh, pretty much wraps it up for the week. So yeah, um, definitely remember to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at TDAP2017. Um, we're going to start having Facebook open, or I'm sorry, Twitter open during mm-hmm. the show, so you can live tweet us. Um, and yeah, as we're starting y- to get okay with Twitter. Twitter's starting you- <laughs> to kind of take off. And as you've heard this week, we'll even talk to you, uh, and not just if you're Matt. Like we'll we'll talk to <laughs> others of you too. So feel but we'll free. still talk to Matt too. I think we're the the plan now <laughs> that um, our schedule has changed a Matt little bit. Matt wants to hear some music. <laughs> Well, we're not done with the song yet, even though we got super excited about it uh, a couple yeah. a couple of weeks ago. We're not done with it yet. So, uh, but here's the thing: like our, I think our schedule is is in the midst of changing here. Um, we'll probably be doing these Facebook live segments on Saturdays around noon yeah. from now on. That's that's the new plan. Um, so we, we got a couple things in the works. We're gonna try to get some people on. Yeah, hopefully, kind of bring a, that different kind of aspect to it. Yeah, we're. Um, gonna, I might be bringing back the YouTube. And possibly have a few other ways to kind of maybe generate some revenue. Um, so we're gonna, we've got a lot of things in the works here that we're kind of working yep. on. We had a uh, yeah, we had a good uh, little little three hour conversation last night. Yeah. Um, and talking logistics. Yeah, there is a yeah, we've got some things in the future that we'd like to do. So we won't we won't tease that too much, especially because that just that's like promising yeah. things in the first hundred days. Like <laughs> just don't do that. Um, yeah, we'll so, get there. 
anyway, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Check out um, – you can go back and look at the old episode segments on YouTube still. Uh, new episodes are available on iTunes, Google Play, and wherever podcasts are found on Tuesdays. Um, or if you're a subscriber, you'll actually get them a little bit early on Monday night. So like, right. subscribe, share a shit, comment on it. Um, and yeah, I think that pretty much does it. So now we'll go ahead, as we always do, and we'll leave you with the alternative fact of the week. Thanks. All righty. Okay. The mood showed up a week ago. This is going to get cleaned up very shortly, okay? Because I nailed these guys. I got digital fingerprints on everything that they've done through the FBI and the Department of Justice.